Golly, those programs are no good for me. Because they aren't, that's why. Hold on. Come in. Uh, sorry to disturb you, Mr. Feldstein, but I've just finished cleaning the studio. You want me to start in here? Sure, Bernard, go ahead. Okay. Charlie. Charlie, will you listen to me? Yes, I looked at the videotape you said five times I looked at it. None of those shows will work. Because the people of Odyssey are very particular about what they let their kids watch. That's why. Look, just send me anything else you got, okay? Good. And remember, Charlie, quality, but cheap. Well, problem? You have no idea. You know my morning kids program? Yeah, Soapy Waters and the Suds Factory? Oh, sure, I like him. Listen to me, all you mothers, fathers, sons, and daughters. Time to clean your TV screens with me. I'm Soapy Waters. <laughs> I watched that ever since I was a kid. The Suds Factory sort of inspired me to become a janitor, you know. Yeah, well, the Suds is going out of Soapy. He's retiring. And now I've got no morning show. Yeah, Soapy is going to be hard to replace. I mean, he's one of a kind. You're telling me I called every program broker I know and this. Stuff they send me! Woo! Really? Hit that play button on the VCR and see for yourself. Oh, all right. From the primordial slime of the Mesozoic era, more powerful than a T-Rex, more cunning than a Velociraptor, able to soar higher than a Pterodactyl, it's Ultrasaurus! <laughs> I hug you, you hug me, we're a hugging family. Hi kids, I'm Blarney the Rhinosaur, I hug you. We need Robosaur power, it's shifting time. Picasso! Van Gogh! Garfunkel! Pollock! We're the Teenage Black Belt Metamorphosaurs! Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, problem is I've exhausted every source I have! I've called all over the country! Yeah, well, why don't you try someone local? Local? Like who? Well, I think I know some people who could do the job. You, you want, want us to be, be on television? television? Oh, Whoa. no. no Whoa. I agree. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Bernard, what's all this about? Well, Soapy Waters is retiring. Guy Feldstein, the station manager, is giving us an opportunity to come up with a replacement program. This is for real? We're actually going to be on TV? Well, if we can come up with a show, Courtney. A rather large if, if I may say so. Way to be supportive, Eugene. Eugene does have a point, though. Putting together a show, it'll take a lot of hard work. But we can do it. Yeah. So, what do we do first? Well, you should probably decide what kind of show you want to do. Actually, I thought of something on the way over. I think we should do a variety show. Of course, variety, as in hodgepodge, an assortment, uh, the spice of life, a gallimaufery, a number, a collection of varied things. The conditioner. Yeah, thank you, of being Eugene. Of thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Okay, and I think that's a great idea, Bernard. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. We could do a lot of. So, what happens first? Well, first we need a really upbeat intro. You know, something like. 
Live from Odyssey, it's... What are we going to call this? Good question. Bernard? Oh, don't look at me. Titles are not my strong suit. Hmm. Well, look, let's just keep going and come back to it later. Okay, so what happens after the introduction? Well, that's easy. A break. Yeah, you're right. So after the intro, I guess the announcer should come on and say... Don't go away. There's more to come. Are you Connie Kendall, Private Eye? Introducing the Truth Chronicles. I lost my truth. Why don't you go to a dentist? A special collection of Adventures in Odyssey episodes based on Focus on the Family's The Truth Project. My truth, not my tooth. Mystery, intrigue, and exciting stories about the power of God's tooth in our world. Truth. Sorry. Discover The Truth Chronicles at witsend.org. Okay, so much for that. What's next? How about if we do some skits? Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what kinds of skits? Well, I think they should be about the Bible or something that affects our lives as Christians. Will they let us do that on a non-Christian station? No, I asked Mr. Feldstein. He had no problem with it. Okay, a biblical skit. Like what? Well... Once there was a young man named Percival who earnestly desired to learn the very best way to live his life. I earnestly desire to learn the... Well, you heard him. Upon learning of Percival's desire, a friend handed him the best guidebook of all. A Bible? It is God's word. How can you go wrong? Sound advice. So a very pleased Percival retired for the night. And upon waking the next morning, arose, flung open the Bible, and excitedly read the first verse his eye fell upon. <clears throat> Proverbs 18.22. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Wonderful! The Lord wants me to marry, and marry I shall. And so he went immediately to Priscilla, a young woman he had met at his church's singles fellowship. And after a dignified proposal, please, 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 please secured her acceptance. Percival was very happy. Hurrah! And the two spent the rest of the day going over their wedding plans. <laughs> oh, for sure, you've got to wear that because it sounds really good. That night, Percival slept soundly, feeling his life was finally in order. Until the next morning, that is. Once again, he arose, flung open his Bible excitedly, and read the first verse his eye fell upon. 1 Corinthians 7-8. Now, for those who are not married, it is good for them to stay unmarried? Hmm, that's very odd. But if that's what the Bible says, then so be it. And he immediately went to inform Priscilla. You mean, you don't want to marry me? Well, of course I do, but I can't. Needless to say, this didn't go over very well with Priscilla. (laughs) You rude, you beast. Like, I never want to see you again as long as I live, okay? Can I at least have my ring back? Percival went to bed that night rather confused, but he awoke the next morning anxious to discover what the Bible had to say to him. John 15, 8. By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit. Ah, I see. God wants me to bear fruit. I am to be a fruit merchant. And so he spent the rest of that day and much of his inheritance buying up all the fruit he could find. Grapefruit, jackfruit, breadfruit, collective fruit. That night he went to bed very pleased with himself. And the next morning he awoke, ready to sell his produce, until he opened his Bible and read his daily verse. Mark eleven fourteen. Jesus said, May no one eat fruit from you again. 
This confused him. I'm confused. Greatly. A lot. But since it was his verse, he felt he had no choice in the matter. So he did the only thing he could do. I'm sorry, I can't sell you any fruit. You mean you don't want my business? Well, of course I do. I just can't sell you any fruit. Needless to say, this didn't go over very well with his customers. What do you mean you're not selling? You just opened the store yesterday. Yes, I know, my friends, but you see... I know when I've been insulted. I'm going to the other vendor. Yes. 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 Thank you for shopping Percival's produce. <laughs> Come back again soon and visit me, my rotting fruit here. Needless to say, Percival was becoming suspicious of his friend's advice. So when he got home that night, he went through the Bible, picking out several verses at random. Joel 3.10 Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Micah 4.3 They will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. <clears throat> Psalm 41.1 Blessed is he who considers the poor. Ah, yes. Exodus 23.3 You shall not be partial to a... Poor man? Proverbs 26.4 Do not answer a fool according to his folly. Very well. Proverbs 26.5 Answer a fool according to his folly? Finally, Percival came to a conclusion. This is ridiculous! And the next day, he took the Bible back to his friend. I'm sorry, but I cannot live by this book. And why not? Because it's full of contradictions. I don't see how anyone could live by it. It's what happens when you let more than one fellow write a book. And with that, Percival walked away, failing to realize that if you're going to live by the Bible, you have to read it all, not just a few verses. So, is that it? Well, yeah, so far. Um, I think it needs a bigger ending. Oh, like what? Maybe Percival goes outside and gets hit by a bus. A bus? Yeah. Then the moral could be, look both ways before you cross the street. I don't think so, Sam. We'll work on it. What's next? How about something educational? Say, that deals with history. And now it's time for Did You Know? Did you know that our real Independence Day in the United States is not July 4th, but July 2nd? July 4th is the date the Continental Congress voted to adopt the Declaration of Independence. But the actual vote to break away from England was two days earlier, on July 2nd. No, but did you know that the first major battle of the Civil War was fought in 1861 in front of Wilbur McLean's farmhouse at the Manassas Junction? And that the war ended in 1865 in the little town of Appomattox Courthouse when Lee surrendered to Grant in the living room of Wilbur McLean? He had moved his family there after the first battle to get away from the war. Well, you know it now. So don't you forget it. Okay, that's great. I like that a lot. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be just about history. We could do all sorts of interesting facts. Yeah, like sports. Or inventions. Or even the Bible. Yes, uh, but perhaps you should scatter them throughout the program instead of doing them all in one lump sum. Yeah. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right, what's next? Well, um, I know, maybe we could do spoofs of commercials only with a biblical twist. Coming to a Bible class near you, the story of a first-century husband and wife who let greed get in the way of truth. Malt Bisbee presents The Lion Thing. 
Sapphira, Sapphira, I finally unloaded that piece of property. Really, Ananias? Who bought it? Zacchaeus. The wee little man? That's the one. Wants to plant sycamore trees on it. Why? Why else? So he can see about the crowd. Makes sense. He is a wee little man. He really bought it? May God strike me dead if I'm lying. Yes, it's the lion thing. The gripping drama of a young couple whose greed leads them to a disastrous decision. What about the church? I mean, maybe we should give the money to them. Are you off your nut? Give it to them? Well, it's the latest thing. Sell a piece of property, give the money to the church. Everybody's doing it. We want to make a good impression, don't we? Yeah, but... Hey, instead of giving all the money to the church, let's just give some of it and say it's all. Oh, yeah, I see. We'll keep up appearances and still have some money left over. (laughs) (laughs) Don't miss Ananias as he appears before the Apostle Peter. Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Uh, (laughs) uh, Lie? Yes, This is not the full amount you have paid for the land. You have kept back some of the price, have you not? (laughs) Well, you see, it's like this. uh, While it was unsold, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was the money not in your power? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Uh Uh-oh. See Sapphira's surprise when she comes in three hours later. Did you sell the land for 100 drachmas? I uh, yeah, 100 drachmas. That was the price. But Ananias surely told you this. Uh, where is he? Why have you agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door. And now they shall carry you out as well. But I... Excuse me, uh, did you say buried? Uh-oh. Yes, it's the Lion Thing. A story of greed. A story of corruption. A story of two really foolish people who thought they could hide their hearts from God. The circle of life this isn't. The Lion Thing. That was great. Yeah, I really like that one. Uh, Me too. What's next? Well, by this point, it's probably time for another break. Yeah, right. So the announcer would come in again? It doesn't have to be the announcer. Let the kids do it. Good idea. So you guys will come in and say... Stick around. There's more coming right up. If you're looking for something fun to do, you'll find it at witsend.org. You'll get the latest Odyssey news, scoops, and reviews. Just about everything you need to know about adventures in Odyssey is on witsend.org. Log on today. Okay, we're back from the second break. But now what? Well, this is a kid's show, and kids like stories. Maybe we could gather the kids around and have someone tell them a story. Like who? How about you, Eugene? You haven't had much to do so far. Yeah, well, yeah, I do that, um, Eugene. Um, What's the matter? Nothing. It's just that, well, storytelling is not my coup de maître, if you know what I mean. Well, Eugene, no one ever knows what you mean. It's not my fort, my masterstroke, my area of expertise. He means he's no good at it. Mm-mm. Completely in Wheatleman era. Will you stop that? Sorry. Look, you can at least give it a try, can't you? Yeah, yeah come well, on, Eugene. Oh, okay, I suppose so. <sighs> well, 
In a certain era, there lived a trio of swine who sought to construct protective domiciles from the imminent attack of a malevolent Canis Lupus. Wait, hold, hold it. Please say you're not telling us the story of the three little pigs, Eugene. Well, I might be. Eugene! I told you, when it comes to spinning yarns, I am without natural talent or inspiration. Poeta nascatur known feet. Eugene! Sorry. Now, wait a minute. Telling a fairy tale like the three little pigs might not be such a bad idea. If we do it with a little twist. In a certain land, there lived two brothers, Dudley, Charmed, I'm sure, and Mudley. Hello. Nothing very unusual about them, really. Except for the fact that we're pigs. <laughs> Shh. You have to keep reminding everybody. What's the matter? You ashamed of it? How shall I put this? Yes! You see, Dudley was a businessman. No, no, no. Buy anaconda steel and sell Goldman Sachs. And a social climber. Donald, Marla, how are you? So good of you to drop by. I was just having tea with the Rockefellers and the Barrymores. While Mudley was a laborer. I'm gonna need a couple of two-by-fours, a three-eighth-inch drill bit, and some caulking for the bathroom sink. Filled with the quiet wisdom and common sense of the down-to-earth. Aluminum siding. I'm telling you, you can't go wrong. Now Dudley felt Mudley was beneath him. That's because he usually is, on the floor, under the house, fixing something. Mudley, however, loved his brother and wanted only the best for him. Aluminum siding, I'm telling you, you can't go wrong. Now, it just so happens that they both decided to build houses. My family's growing. I need a quiet home for me, the missus, and the piglets. Party season's approaching. I need a fabulous place where the elite can meet and greet. When each of the brothers heard the other was building, they decided to meet over lunch and discuss their future homes. I'll have the showplace of all showplaces, Mudley. A 40-room Swinemore mansion with hardwood oak floors, Hawaiian tiki wood wall paneling, glass dome skylight ceiling, and tapestries. Lots and lots of tapestries. What about you? I'm looking at your basic three-bedroom, one-and-a-half-bath ranch-style track home with concrete flooring, sheetrock walls, a well-ventilated A-frame roof, and, of course, aluminum siding, because, you know, you can't go wrong. Yes, yes, so I've heard. Well, it sounds perfectly dreadful. Where are you planning to build this monstrosity? Well, we've always been partial to the mountains. The mountains? Sure. Clean air, lots of trees, solid bedrock foundation. It's a great place to weather the storms of life. Up there, a pig feels like he has room to snort. I don't care if he has room to dance the tango and ballet slippers. You can't be serious. Why not? Building in the mountains out of season? My boy, it just isn't done. Have you no class at all? Where are you going to build? The only place anyone who's anyone dares build. The beach! (laughs) The beach? Of course! Sun, fun, and frolic. The spray in your face, the wind in your hair, the sun at your back. The playground of the inset. Well, we're not really interested in a playground. Mudley, listen to me. You and I are about as opposite as two pigs can get. But you are my brother and I love you. In a backhanded sort of way. So I'm telling you this as a brother from the heart. Beachfront property is primo real estate. It's simply the place to be. I'm begging you, raise our family status. Build on the beach. Well, I appreciate that, Dudley. I really do. 
But with all that shifting sand, the beach just isn't a good place to build. So I'm telling you this as a brother because I love you, and not in a backhanded sort of way, but in an upfront, manly pig sort of way. Get a solid foundation under you. Build in the mountains. Ooh, that does it. That does it. I've tried everything I know to get you to improve your situation, but you obviously don't care. So I'm washing my hooves of you, do you hear? Go ahead and wallow in your underclass life. I'll have nothing more to do with you. Nothing. Dudley snorted and walked off. A sad Mudley watched his brother go. Goodbye, Dudley. I hope things work out for you. And so the pigs started building. No, 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 not here. Closer to the water. You know how hot the sand gets? Burn my little hoses. Okay, Charlie, back her up. That's good. Or the foundation right here. I don't care if that pillar does support something. It's blocking my view. Move it. Make sure the walls are anchored into the floor. I want everything to be solid. Tapestries! Where are my tapestries? Love that aluminum fighting! And soon their homes were complete. Dudley immediately threw the biggest party he could throw. Friends, Romans, country pigs, lend me your ears. Welcome, and let the party begin! While Mudley and his family settled into their house. Honey... Piglets, we're home. What neither of them knew was that a terrible storm front was headed right for them. First came thunder and lightning. Then the winds began to howl, followed by sheets of driving rain, bringing on a raging flood. The storm hit Dudley's house first, instantly stopping the party. Hi, hi, why'd you stop the music? What's going on? And because it was built on a foundation of shifting sand, Dudley's house fell. And its fall was great indeed. But when the storm hit Mudley's house, first came thunder and lightning. Then the winds began to howl, followed by sheets of driving rain, bringing on a raging flood. But because the house was built on a foundation of solid rock, it stood firm, keeping Mudley and his family warm, dry, and safe. Aluminum siding! We're telling you, you can't go wrong! So, what do you think? I like it. It's a nice blending of fairy tales and parables. Yeah, I think it works really well. I I don't you think it yeah. very well. What's next? Actually, I think you have plenty to go on right now. Really? Absolutely. Oh, there are only two things missing. A title. Yeah, we still don't know what to call it. But what's the other thing, Mr. Allen? A host. I think it's pretty obvious who that should be. Mr. Feldstein. Oh, oh is that Mr. Feldstein? No, not me. You! Me? Well, me what? You should be the host of the show. Wait a minute. Why me? <laughs> you got us the deal. And came up with the format. And narrate the stories. Well, yeah, but Looks I... Looks like I, you're I, elected, Bernard. Yeah, so what do you say? Well, I... I... Wait a minute. Does this mean you want the show? Well, I'll tell you. I've been standing back there for quite some time listening to you, and I think you have exactly what I've been looking for. Oh, that's oh, great. That's great. Really? 
No, not really. But you all have come closer than anyone else I've seen, so we'll give it a go. That's great. Oh, but hold it, we still don't have a title. Well, I've got an idea. Let's call the show BTV. BTV? Get it? B for Bernard? B for Bernard. I kind of like that. We'll work on it. Well, I guess this is the beginning of a new program in Odyssey. Sounds like it's off to a good start. What do you think? Write and tell me about it, okay? And if you have any suggestions for sketches or skits for the show, send them along. Maybe they'll appear on a future program. Just send your Carter letter to Adventures in Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. Or in Canada, write to Box 9800, Vancouver, B.C., B6B4G3. And when you do, ask about how you can get your own copy of today's episode. It's called, I Want My BTV. (laughs) That address again is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. Adventures in Odyssey is a presentation of Focus on the Family. I Want My BTV was written and directed by Phil Lawler. Our production engineer was Dave Arnold. Music by John Campbell. And our executive producer, Chuck Bolte. And I'm Chris. Hoping you'll join us again next time for more Adventures in Odyssey.